Are you looking for a new math curriculum? Well, CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Favorably reviewed in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review. The lessons are short and concise to help your children break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way, not to the test. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by an internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy-to-understand way and in only a few minutes at a time. Using a multi-sensory approach, having the combination of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher together with practical assessment, even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results. And the ones that were doing okay before now are doing brilliantly. Visit CTC Math today and start your free trial. That's ctcmath.com. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. Welcome everyone, this is Felice Gerwitz with the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Today our topic is Pleasing God. This is episode 183 and you can find today's show notes at a few minutes with God podcast.com. Is there any way that we can be pleasing to God? Is there really anything we can do to earn God's love? Is there something we should even attempt? Well, in this podcast, we're going to discuss how we can live lives that are holy and pleasing, but it's easier than you think. I want to thank our sponsor, which is CTC Math. This is a curriculum company that can help a child to really understand and learn math in a way that will not bog them down. Visit ctcmath.com for a free lesson and pass this on to a friend. Okay, pleasing God. Can you do it? Should you do it? Is this an attainable goal? Pleasing God seems like a formidable task. But the good news is, if you don't believe in God, you can't please God, right? Because if you don't believe in God, he doesn't exist. Hebrews eleven six states, And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Now, this is one of those scriptures that can get us in trouble because we can think of it as, well, if we please God, then we're going to get a reward because in our mind, that reward can be so many different things. If there was a hundred of us sitting together and we talked about what that word reward means, I bet we would have at least 50 or maybe even a hundred different definitions. We would all have a different idea. But God is God, and he is so amazing. And whatever that reward is that he bestows upon those who seek 
to please them. It doesn't say we have to be 100% successful because we can't. Then he will give us that grace and the rewards that he will give us are better than anything we can imagine. So let's say that the idea of pleasing God is important to you. As Hebrews 6, 11, 6 states, without faith it's impossible. So that would be a starting point, right? To have faith. And also, with faith comes the fact that we should have a relationship with God. When you look at the idea of relationship with God, what does that look like to you? If you can stop this audio to think about this for a minute, please do. Okay, so what came to your mind as you considered this question? Maybe you said, pleasing God is doing what is right and just. Pleasing God is not doing anything I want to do. Pleasing God means having self-control. Pleasing God is impossible or pleasing God is like trying to please a parent. Maybe you have variations of these or maybe your list has nothing at all like this list. And this is a hypothetical list. We're not sitting together where we could actually discuss this. But when we talk about faith, there is room for feelings. And for some of us, we feel like we're a lost cause and swimming against the flow. Did you know that the stronger you get in your relationship with God, the more you see your sinfulness? And this is because we are looking at ourselves through the eyes of one who loves us. God does not condemn us, okay? We do a lot of that on our own, and we feel unworthy, and we let the evil one get in and ply us with all of these things, these misgivings and these ideas that we are, you know, just unworthy, that God wouldn't care about us. Well, let me tell you, he cares, you know, and when we think about it in the sense of a parent, because we're told that God is father, right? And so maybe you had a bad relationship with your father, or maybe you had a good relationship with your father. The idea here is that sometimes it's hard to please a parent. And as a parent, if you're one, when was the last time your child did something that was pleasing to you? Many times we find fault, don't we? We don't think in those terms, do we? We do not act out of respect or concern or even of love just to please someone. We do it because we want to. If we love someone, we want them to be happy. We want them to share the love we have for them with time, with gifts, with, you know, giving of ourselves, with dying to ourselves, because that is what true love is, to die to yourself for another. It's sacrificial. When we love God, how do we show the Almighty our love for Him? This may be something you've never considered before because we're so caught up in the thou shall nots instead of the amazing gift of life and freedom that God has given to us. Recently, I was working on another project, and it starts in Genesis. And when I looked at the fall, it was almost as if I was looking at it with new eyes. The fall is obviously what Adam and Eve did in terms of turning their back on God, of disobeying the Word of God. The Garden of Eden was a beautiful world that God created without sin. But when we 
think about the Garden of Eden, we think about the sin. We think about that tree, the tree of good and evil. God did not want us to suffer. He wanted us to live in paradise. He created a paradise for our first parents. And he said you could have any of the other trees, just not this one. We always think, well, maybe we would act differently, but we don't really know. And anyone who has never sinned, yeah, that's none of us, really doesn't know how we would act. We hope and pray that this is what heaven is going to be like, a paradise that has been created for the righteous, which can only be justified by the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Christ asks us to turn from sin and to follow him. That's it. That is why Hebrews 11.6 starts by laying the groundwork of faith. Praising God isn't as hard if our faith is at the center, and with faith comes what? The Holy Spirit is our guide, not in the new agey way of spirit God, please, heaven forbid, but in the third person of the Trinity sent by God. There are three people in the Trinity, and they're individuals, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And as one of our pastors says, it is because of their self-giving love that they exist, pouring into each other and, in essence, into us. After Jesus rose from the dead and spent time with the various disciples and Mary, his mother, Mary Magdalene, and the other uh, people that were there, he rose into heaven. Well, then what happened? He didn't leave us orphans. We read about this in Acts. Act 1, he, Jesus, said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. God sent his Spirit, and this was called Pentecost. Today, we can receive the Holy Spirit into our hearts, in church, sacramentally, or in prayer. Again, we read about this in 1 John 3.24. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the Spirit he gave us. We know by the Spirit he gave us. Think about that. When we think about the things in our life, we can see that pleasing God is not as difficult as we think it is. When we think about our lives, we can look at it in different terms. We can think about the joys in our lives. We can think about the fact that few of us are ever content. Is there an issue in your life that, if it was changed or handled differently, would make you happy? Or how about happier? Of course, in each of our lives, there is something that could add to our happiness But the things that bring us happiness are the things that money cannot buy. Buying more things usually brings a short-term happiness or contentment or joy, but not long-term. Many times we base our happiness and our joy on others. And that really is not a good idea because people fail us all the time. But with God, God does not fail us. 
Many times people say, well, I prayed and God didn't answer my prayers. Well, what happens is we pray and God doesn't answer our prayers as we want them to be answered. And yes, I've been guilty of that myself. But God knows the whole picture. He knows what is best for us. And sometimes what we pray is not what's best for us. Romans 8, 9 is a wonderful scripture. And it says, You, however, are controlled not by the flesh, but by the Spirit. If the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ... He does not belong to Christ. God gives us this choice. He gives us the ability to open our arms to him or not. Pleasing God starts with faith, and after that, it is way easier than you think. Pleasing God is something we should want to do. No, we should crave doing it because of our relationship with him. There is an old saying about trying to outgive God. Just try it. We can't. It is impossible. The more we give to God, the more we receive. Lately, my life has been filled with miracles, some small and some big. One is a serious surgery we thought my husband needed or would be needing concerning his spine, and then we found out the surgery was unnecessary. The doctor's words were, well, you had a serious problem, but your body healed itself. I wanted to say, wow, how does that happen, doctor? How does your body heal yourself? Well, it's a miracle. Only God can do things like that. And then there were small miracles that happened in our lives. For example, one of my children saying he had a toothache. And I said, well, good luck getting an appointment with a dentist because it's really hard to get appointments with dentists. You know that. And he called and he was able to get an appointment that same day. That just doesn't happen. And what do we do? We praise God. We thank God for all of these blessings. How can you outgive a wonderful, amazing God? Well, people often say, but all of these horrible things have happened in my life, and where was God when I needed him? Well, God was right there. It's that footprints prayer. If you've ever... Um, read it, you know what I'm talking about. And if not, just look look it up online. And this prayer is about us being, um, you know, can't go another step further, but God was carrying us and we only realized it later on. If you have difficult thinking about even pleasing God, then start with faith. Go back to that and look at your relationship with the Almighty. Pleasing God, friends, is living our lives and worshiping the Creator, and it really can't get any better than this. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for all the blessings and miracles that surround each and every one of us every day, those that we see and those that we don't see. I praise you and I thank you and I ask you, my Lord, to help me to be pleasing to my family, my friends, and most of all, to you, dear Lord. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. We praise you and are in awe of the gifts that you have given us, Lord. Dear Lord, I ask for the following needs for those that I am thinking about now and are lifting up.
And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Felice on our website, a few minutes with God.com, and your podcast page on a few minutes with God podcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.